0: Make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com
1: B-E. Every child deserves a team. That's the belief behind Jigsaw Learning, a proud sponsor of the B-Podcast Network. And it's why the company, founded by educators Curtis and Lorna Hewson, focuses on ensuring success for all learners through collaborative response an approach in which every child is supported by a team through customized professional learning that incorporates workshops, leadership development, online learning opportunities, and more. Jigsaw learning can guide you every step of the way to create a plan, to maximize the collective capacity in your schools. Learn more at jigsawlearning.ca. If you are giving out an aura of hope
2: and positivity, You'll get it back. It doesn't mean you'll get it from everybody, but you'll get it from a lot of people. And if you're giving out an aura of energy, of control, of negativity, of I'm the boss and you're following me, you might get some fake stuff coming your way, but it won't be real.
0: This show is about amplifying voices, creating understanding, and providing information to help everyone continually improve. I want to personally thank you for taking the time. Now, let's get to getting better. Craig Shapiro is a teacher of K-12 and has been a coach for 33 years. He's a speaker. He's an upcoming author of the book, Dream Big, Simple Steps for Transforming Your Classroom. Not to mention, he's got two kids and three dogs that keep him busy as well. So um, I've had the chance to talk to Craig a couple of times before this. We're not going to have a problem talking about anything. Um, he likes to talk and he's got some great things to say. So welcome, Craig. Thanks for coming on the show.
2: Thank you, Chris. I uh, appreciate the bio intro. And I, I really, like I said before, before we started, I'm, I'm grateful for you giving me the chance to speak. I really appreciate
0: that. Uh, I think the people that are listening to this are going to be the ones that benefit. You have a lot of good stuff to say. And as a matter of fact, when we were talking before, I know there are a couple of times that I wish I had hit record. (laughs) (laughs) We could have done a whole series. Uh, True true on that. Definitely. Yeah. So um, describe a little bit about who you are and why you do what you do. I mean, 33 years is a long time, right?
2: Mm -hmm, Yeah. Yeah. So um, obviously, like I said, 33 years being a teacher, uh, most of that time a coach. I started out at the elementary level uh, for about five years and really liked it. and And at some point, um, as much as I enjoyed it, I wanted to kind of move up to the secondary level. gave me and i uh, gave me a chance to coach, which I really enjoyed. Um, and really, I always kind of thought of being a teacher as just a way to make a difference each day. You know, and and I mean every day. Uh, we were kind of talking about how. Some days are tough days, which they are. I always kind of say to, to leaders and teachers and people I help that if you think every day is going to be like roses, you know, you obviously it's not going to be. There's, there's going to be tough moments, you know. It's the kind of a life thing. But if you're overarching, at least for me, my overarching thing is when I come in each day, I really have it in my mind that I'm going to do two things no matter what. And it doesn't matter what I have going on. And that it's always going to be positive and I'm always going to try to listen. Um, it's a promise that I, I guess, started maybe seven to 10 years ago with a class. And there's a long backstory. I won't get into it. But it was just something that a student had asked me. And it made me really think about what am I giving for kids each day? And I didn't honestly really know up at that point. I mean, I thought I was doing a good job. But it got me thinking. And I came up with two things. And it's just be positive no matter what and listen each day. And I think if, if we can do that, no matter what your role, you're off to a good start. So I hope that's
0: that's a perfect answer. And I like, and we talked before, and I like how you always bump out to. This isn't just a student thing; it's a life thing. A lot of the stuff you talk about, which when I when I think about your book, Dream Big, I know that you're you're talking about simple steps for transforming your classroom. Can you talk a little bit about the whole main idea of the book and and what you're doing for teachers and that? Sure. So I tried to
2: break the book kind of down into segments. You know, like initially. Uh, just something where we're talking about the beginning of the year and what we want the beginning of the year to look like, how to connect with kids. And, and it doesn't have to be kids. It can be really anybody. And then the next step is actually the kind of more the, 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 I don't like to say instructional, but more of the teaching piece. You're in your classroom. What does that look like? What are you doing on a daily? And it's something I always say to kids, like, what are we doing on a daily? Just meaning what are you doing today that's going to help you be better than where you were doing yesterday? So it's really focusing on that, on those little steps that somebody's doing every day to help their kids learn and to flourish. And then the, the third section is really about reflecting, reflecting on our practice. So after the day ends or the class ends, what are you doing? You know, are you just leaving and going home and kind of forgetting about it? Are you taking a few moments to really think about, hey, I was with Chris today, he's in my class, and I think he really got it today. We were talking, or you know what I was talking to Chris today and I I don't know, something was off. I gotta do a better job of that. And that's something that anybody can do. Like it's it's I'm not saying it's easy, it's not, but it's something that anybody can do. And the last section is kind of a collection of just tidbits of various things that I couldn't necessarily put in a specific section because they didn't align. They're kind of like just things to think about that I think would be helpful.
0: So it almost follows. It sounds like it follows almost like a formula, like it goes from the start and then the basics, getting the basics down, that instructional piece and and working from there. And then the reflection piece, which is the, the improvement piece, sounds key. And then you have the tidbits as little strategies and things like that.
2: I mean, I, I mean that, that was great. Summary. That's kind of it. I mean, really, if we think about not just our class, but in general, how things work, you know, I, I can kind of say it like this. Let's say you walk into school hopefully the first thing you're doing is saying good morning, you know, hopefully, yeah, <laughs> would hopefully, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, you know, good morning, holding a door, saying hello. That's universal, right? I mean, you, you would hope, you would hope it's universal. Yeah. Universal in your class, universal in your school. And then, and then beyond that. So what's the, what's the next step? I mean, you, you've done that initial interaction, which is great. The next step is what are you doing? What, what's your next goal? And that's kind of like, First step is getting to know everybody. The next step is what are you going to do with it? Now that I've gotten to know you, how can I help you be better? And that's the instructional piece. It's just kind of saying, what are we going to learn today that you're going to take with you beyond this actual moment? I'm not talking about picking up something and giving a quiz and the kids forgetting about it the next moment and never looking at it again. I'm talking about actually learning and something that I actually had this today in class. I was teaching a class, and I had had a couple of these students the previous year, and two of the students had brought up stuff that I had talked about a year ago that I didn't even like. How are you remembering that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it, and it was just funny, you know, because it's kind of like, don't it's not what you want, you know, you you want not just not just your students, but the people that you work with. To have a lasting impact on the things that they do in a positive way, and then beyond that is just after it. What again are you thinking about? What's the next step? You no, know, hopefully you're not just forgetting about it. I mean, I hope.
0: Right. So, and now you just you just wrote about this, and you're you're just in the process of finishing up the the editing and and getting it out. So, you've done that for teachers. Let me ask you to blow that up a little bit because. Yeah. It's important for leaders to have ways to support, engage, and empower their teachers. So, what does that look like for a leader? That that first step to supporting that, getting better, um, and that lasting impact. So what are What are some of the things, in in your opinion, that that leaders can do to help out teachers in that way, or help teachers follow that formula?
2: So, can I relate it to what I, what we were just talking about? Absolutely. Okay, so I've always kind of laughed about this. So when teachers and kids come into a building and I said to you, Chris, what are you doing? So when people are walking in and you know, you can't answer, but you don't have to. But when people walked into your building, kids and staff, what exactly are you doing? Are you having a conversation with other administrators or are you at the door greeting kids and staff saying hello, saying good morning? And it's not for me to say what is right or what's wrong. That's a personal thing but you kind of get a sense of
0: where I'm going. Absolutely, which is why every morning, I'll answer it for you. Every morning, I'm out greeting students as they arrive with music playing. And on Wednesdays, I hold signs with inspirational messages.
2: So I would ask you, is that simple or is it complex? Simple. Right, it's simple. It's simple. Now, maybe not everybody's doing it because they're not thinking about it, but it is simple. I mean, if you're greeting somebody, and I'm saying this to, to leaders and teachers, when your day starts, what are you doing? Like, hopefully you're not sitting in your office or your class. I mean, you, you, you sh- hopefully are out saying hello. The initial impact that we have on others initially, and there's so much science behind it. We all know that. The initial impact we have when people see us can totally transform the beginning of their day. It might not transform it completely, but the initial impact, If you, if, if I walked in and I was a student, and you said hi to me, I can guarantee you one thing. I wouldn't feel bad about it. You know, like, I, wouldn't yeah. say, I wouldn't say, darn, he said good morning to me today. Yeah. Nobody would say that. I'm not, you know, oblivious that, that that might not change everybody's day completely, but it's a good start. So my first thing is to always say, what are you doing to start your staff's day off on a positive note?
0: But you know, you say, you say it's simple and you say that it, it may or may not, but I, I have to tell you just from recent examples, some things that students and staff have said to me where I didn't think it really mattered that much. It's just doing things because I think it's the right thing to do. I was taken off guard by three students today and two staff members today that said to me, thank you for greeting us in the morning was one of them. And the other ones were saying, thank you for the positive messages that you put out. So it does matter even when it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it.
2: Of course, of course. And it becomes, it's called, it's called habit stacking. So like, like if if you're not, like if anybody doesn't know what that is, like habit stacking is just basically like, if I or you are greeting staff and kids every day, and let's say you had started on today, I think what is November 10th. If you started on November 10th, you haven't built that habit yet because it's the first day you've done it. But if you did that every day, you've now habit stacked what that looks like. And then what happens is people start habit stacking off of you. And that ability, you know, catchy phrase, habit stacking, whatever. It's true though, because if you if you do it constantly, then people follow suit. So if you if leaders are greeting your staff with an authentic greeting, not fake. That's an important word. Got to be authentic. You you got to mean it. You know if, if you're saying, "Hey, chap, good morning," I'm hoping you mean it, and it's not just fancy. Once I sense that you mean it, I'm copying. It's like holding a door. So if I hold the door for twenty people and none of them say thank you, and I say to those twenty people, "Hey, maybe it would have been nice if you said thank you." If I do it again with the twenty people, I guarantee a whole lot of saying thank you. Right. So we have to kind of. Put people on notice how to be a positive influencer. So for leaders, if we model what we want, that's what we'll get. So that was my long wind of saying the first thing is you got to be able to start somebody's day off on a positive note. The next thing I'd say is as the day is progressing, and again, if I'm rambling on or something, just tell me to shut up and I'll be quiet. No,
0: you're fine. I'll cut in if I need to because I have a I have a question about this one, so you're all good. As the day's
2: going, I always think like because I see this, and I mean, I've watched a lot of leaders. I've been around a lot of people. Always think like, what are you doing during the day? Are you are you popping into sacred morning? Probably probably not. But I mean, are you popping and say, hey, how you doing today? Can I help you? Or how's your day going? I'm not talking about jumping into somebody's classroom and bringing your computer and doing a 20 minute type one evaluation. Not <laughs> what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the daily things that are making people feel good. Because if you ask teachers and you sit, sat down with a whole bunch of teachers and it, was in, and it was anonymous and you said, hey, what do you need this leader to do You make you feel good about what you're doing? I would say probably 99% would not say, I want them to come in, bring their computer and do a 30-minute evaluation of me. <laughs>
0: Right. 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 Oh,
2: right. right. What are we doing? They might say, Hey, I'd love it if somebody if the if they said hi or if they gave me some praise or they or they interacted with the kids, or they just did things to make us feel good. Right. And that was going back to our original thing of just making people feel good. If you do that and you make teachers and staff feel good, they're going to have a greater chance of making kids feel good. So happy, happy administrator, happy staff, happy kid,
0: happy parent. Right, right. It's happy- all connected. I'm so glad you said that because that's, that's the whole idea or where I came about to being a teacher-centered principal because it's, it's about finding the biggest domino, right? With the, with the most simple amount of effort, having the largest impact so I can have a bigger impact. I can't get, no matter how well-intentioned I am, I can't get to every student. I can't impact every student in my school. However, I can impact every teacher. And every teacher impacts every student. And if I get teachers happy about coming into work, not sitting there Sunday night going, oh God, I got to go to work tomorrow. Am I sure I'm not sick? I can call in. They don't have to be doing cartwheels. But if they just go, okay, it's Monday. All right, I got work tomorrow. I'm going into work. I'm going into school. And they come in with a smile on their face and they're happy with what they're doing. There is no way. In any classroom across the board where students aren't going to improve, where students aren't going to have good experience because their teachers are there. The teachers are passionate about what they're teaching. So what you're saying is just so important. The idea of finding that leverage that makes somebody happy or makes them feel like they want to be there and they're good at what they're doing and you'll get all kinds of results from it.
2: I, I, I mean, obviously, it's, what you're saying is so spot on. It's so obvious and so true. And I would, I, would, I want to pick you back because I, you said something that's really valuable. Um, there's a tendency in just in not just education, but really the kind of the world. If, if you know, if I'm not feeling totally inspired, something's wrong. And that's that's, that's a that's a fallacy. Like, I mean, I, I am the first to admit that I love my job and I really love what I do. And I think for the vast majority of time, I am very happy to be at work. But not all the time. I mean, there's there's days, maybe stuff going on in my life where maybe I just had a tough night, tough day, where maybe I'm not sure. But I don't need to come in, like you said, doing. I always say doing jumping jacks. I don't need to come in doing jumping jacks every morning. What I do need to try to do is to throw away that outside stuff that may be a little bit of a you know a little bit distracting to me, and focus on just trying to have a good day. Not not perfect. Not perfect. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. Right. You know, like, I don't think there's, if you say to me, if, you, if you're, if you if you're my principal, you say, Hey, chap, how you doing today? I don't think there's anything wrong. Hey, you know, I'm doing the best I can today. I had a little bit of a tough night, but I'm doing the best I can. That's called honest. Right. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: And that's what leaders should want to hear.
2: Of course. Of course. You should want, you should want people. that's a comfort level. Right. Like you, you should be comfortable with your staff saying, I'm having a tough day. And you shouldn't penalize them for it. That's the last thing you should be doing. You should encourage them and support them. That's another big piece of the leadership role, no matter what your role is, is having a little empathy, being authentic, being able to listen. I always say to students, listen with intent. Listen with intent. That means that besides opening up those those ears, open up your eyes and actually really listen to what somebody's saying. You might hear things that you didn't initially think about and sometimes don't say anything. You know, if I, if you say to me, Hey, Shap, I'm having a tough day. I don't need to immediately blurt blurt back something. Sometimes I just listen and say, Hey, I'm really, sorry about that. I'm here to help. Please let me know what I can do. <laughs> Done. Move on. Right. It doesn't need to be a 25 minute dissertation about what's going on. Let the person go about their day and hopefully tomorrow,
0: better day. Yeah. And you know, Craig, what you're saying is, is about relationships too, because if you talk to somebody and you just have that quick interaction about, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm not doing too well today. I'm struggling today. And you say, well, you know, if there's anything I can do to help and they walk away, they might reflect on that. If they have a good relationship with you and they, they might go, Hey, you know, Shep, I I really trust the guy and he is, he is looking out for my best interest and they could reflect on it and come back to you later. And talk it through if they need to talk through it. Or it also gives it that space for them to get through it on their own because a lot of times these little bumps we make bigger than they need to be. And we just need some time to step back and think about it. Sure.
2: I mean, of course, and a great I've always thought about this, you know, it's it's our impressions of of how things are going. You know, talking about relationships, right? So if you say to, I obviously I don't know most leaders or most principals or most administrators, but I, I'm going to just say this and make a general statement. So if you said to most leaders, how does your staff feel about school and how do they feel about you? Oh, yeah, they love they love coming to work and love, and that that obviously you hope that's true. Right. But I'm always curious when you hear the back channel going on, what is it? You know, if the back channel was, uh, you know what, I, I can't I don't really like this. So I can't believe what they said. That's not a good thing. And if you're developing those meaningful relationships that are authentic, I've said that already, then there's always going to be back channel jargon going on. It just is, you know, you put a bunch of people in a room in a school it's going to happen, but most of it is going to be of the positive nature where when somebody does say something, maybe not positive, somebody else is going to say, no, you know what? Nah, that's not my experience. Uh, uh, Things have been going really well. And, that can really open up eyes when that happens. On the other hand, if somebody says, "You know what? This year's really going tough." And another person says, "Yeah, this I don't the morale of this year is not very good." And the next person says, "Yeah, you're right. It's not." Now you have a problem because now you don't have just one voice saying it. You have a lot of voices saying it. And it's kind of like I kind of related to like ducks in a pond. If you have nine ducks in a pond and they're all saying, "Wow, you know, working for Chris is just great." He's just so authentic and real. And you got one duck who's not, not really. The one duck has a tendency to go their own way. And you don't really have to worry about that duck much anymore because they're a kind of isolated on their own little duck island. But now I got nine ducks and they're all saying, man, I don't really like working for him. He doesn't make me feel really good. He's not really supportive. And you got one duck who's like, nah, he's pretty good. The one duck gets shut out and now they're still on their island. So, it's all about a choice. Do you want 9 ducks on an island to really feel good about coming to work for you, or do you want 1 duck on the island thinking about that? I'll take the 9 ducks
0: every single day and twice on Sunday.
2: <laughs> right. And again, <laughs> we we've, we've, we've kind of brought this up again like it's not really it's a silly kind of silly analogy, but it's true. If most of your staff really likes being there and working not for you, with you.
0: I'm so glad you made that distinction.
2: Because they're not not working for you. You know, they're working with you. You're all, the global vision is the same. You know, like, hopefully it's the same and you would hope it would be the same thing. Like, we want kids to flourish. We want staff to flourish. We want families to flourish. That's a global shared vision across the board. So everybody ultimately is working together. Yes, there's a hierarchy, which there is in society in general. There's a hierarchy, But that doesn't mean that necessarily you're working for somebody. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I'm working for my principal. I would say that I'm working with her to, for the greater good of everybody.
0: And that's what gets, that's what gets you to your goal. That's what gets it to the finish line. When you're all rowing in the same direction and everybody, nobody is too good to pick up an oar and pull in the same direction.
2: And what happens is you don't all have to be equal. I mean, that's not, I mean, it's not, it's not that way. Like, you know, it's like when somebody says, well, it's 50-50. No, it's not. You can't even measure that. Right. It's, not, it's not 50-50. What it is, is everybody having a role. And they don't need to have the same role. They just have to have a vision of what their role is and how to get there. Like I can say point blank, I know, I know what I do. I try to be a positive force every single day for everybody. Now, that doesn't mean it's happening, but that's what I'm trying to do. I don't need the person next to me to do exactly what I'm doing. But I would hope that what they're doing is for the greater good, however they do it. Maybe their skill set is vastly different than mine, but equally effective. Because you don't want everybody doing the same thing. Right, right. <laughs> then everybody's just following a line and not taking risks and not being willing to fail.
0: And I'm, I'm glad you said that because that brings up a whole... That brings up a whole other topic that we can talk about. I just want to touch on it here and then head for a sponsor break real quick. But it's the idea of expectations. And it's the idea of not necessarily expectations you have for other people, but expectations you have of yourself as well. I want to touch on that, but I want to, we're going to go for a little while on that one. So I want to stop and hear from our sponsors real quick first. Today's podcast is brought to you by Better Leaders, Better Schools, the place out-of-the-box leaders in education turn to to grow their leadership skills. Maybe you're interested in making better decisions, creating your idea week, or building a world-class culture. Learn more at betterleadersbetterschools.com. That's betterleadersbetterschools.com. I use Anchor to distribute the seeing-to-lead podcast because I find it to be the best tool to suit my busy schedule. Anchor has everything I need all in one place, offers hands-free distribution to everywhere podcasts are heard, and is free to use. I can use anywhere from some to all of its features based on what I need at the time. On top of all that, you can be mobile, recording, editing, and distributing all right from your phone. You can also easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, and we're back with Craig. And we, you know, right before we went to break, um, and I'm excited to talk about this with Craig because he had said something to me earlier about you get what you expect and how he carries that out in his classroom with his students and, and so forth. And we were talking about, or I had mentioned expectations right before we left Craig. And, you know, the whole idea of you get what you expect, to me, that has to do with leaders as well. And not what we expect of other people, but what we expect of ourselves. And where this really rings true for me is there was an article that came out about toxic positivity that gained a lot of traction. And then everybody started talking about how damaging toxic positivity was during these challenging times. Where I think it's important to be positive. Yes, you acknowledge what's going wrong, but you're you're still. From a positive perspective, what I'm wondering about, and if you have some comments on the idea of toxic negativity, where we're quick to talk about toxic positivity because maybe we don't feel like trying to be positive, but we're we're not calling out the toxic neg- negativity and how bad that is. And if, if we as people, leaders, teachers, anybody, like you said, this is a life thing, um, in any facet of your life, if you expect negativity and wallow in that, well, you're going to get negativity. Um, and everything's going to be negative. Same, same thing with positivity. So I don't know if you have anything to say about that or how we can combat that as leaders or where we go from there. So
2: um, I have this conversation sometimes with kids because some of the kids will say, Shab, how do you come in positive every single day? How do you do that? And um, my typical comment is it's just become a habit. Like it's just something that I think about and I do all the time. And when I hear people talk about toxic positivity, I always think to myself, what are you even talking about? What do you mean by that? Like, are you saying that I'm toxic? Because I, I hope I'm not. Um, it's not fake positivity. I mean, if I'm saying to you, have a good day, I'm not saying that in a fake way. I mean, have a good day. And I think what, what happens is it's easy. It's easy for many people to latch on to that because because it seems simple. It seems, it seems simple. <laughs> I think it's easy to latch on to. Because somebody, it's catchy, toxic positivity. It's catchy. On the other side of it, as a generalization of things, I kind of say this, and maybe this will make sense. I hope it does. If it doesn't, just say it doesn't. When you think about all the stuff that goes on in education and just generally in the world, when somebody gives somebody an apple or holds a door or does something kind, it usually doesn't get noticed because it's just happening, right? Right. But when somebody throws out, oh, this is toxic positivity, it's easy to latch on to because a few voices hear it and they spread it. When really what I would say is the solution is, yes, that does exist. But a much better way of thinking is to focus on all the good things that are happening and not the few bad things. If this person is fake positive, whatever that means, then so be it. Why are you worried about that? Take care of you. I'm not worried about whether Chris is fake positive or that's not my issue. You do you. And guess what? I'm going to do me. And if I'm going to relate it right to leadership. If you are a leader at any level and you are a positive, authentically positive, inspiring, motivating, real person... You are going to eliminate a great deal of that toxic positivity or whatever you want to call it, because people will know that you're authentic, that you truly care. Why would there even be that toxic positivity or toxic negativity if you yourself are spreading such a positive vision? Why? I mean, why would there? There's not going to be that.
0: Right. It doesn't have it doesn't have oxygen.
2: Right. 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 It's going to it's going to get completely squashed. It's like the ducks in the pond. It's going to get squashed. Now, of course, if you're a leader and you have 100 people, you know, working with you, is it feasible that all 100 are going to be totally enamored with the things you're doing? Probably not. And if you think they are, you're too caught up with yourself anyway. They're, they're, They're probably not going to be. But there's a much greater chance that the majority of them are going to follow your lead, which is ultimately what it is. We want people to follow our vision and latch onto it. And then we're going to follow their vision. Because one of the things I see in leadership is this hierarchy, this chain of command, which I can't stand that word or that phrase. I'm that's with not, you. That's not really what it is. If I'm a leader, I, I would hope people that would latch on and keep doing what I'm doing and, and help me to do what they're doing. I do stuff at school, you know, just because I think it's the right thing. I'm hoping that other people would follow along, but if they don't, I'm
0: still going to keep doing it. No, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I love that you just said that because I had somebody ask me, you know, am I ever concerned about the number of views I get on videos that I put out and things like that or or what people say about the newsletter I send out and, and all of that? And I said, well, I, I, I don't send it out for that. <laughs> I, I, I don't care. I mean, Sure. Would I like everybody to watch the weekly inspirational videos I do? Absolutely, because I think they're a good message. How And I want the message to spread. However, I don't sit there and go, oh, how many people watch that? Because that's not why I'm doing it. So if I'm doing the right thing, I can't be worried about whether they decide to, to participate or not. Um, all I can do is continue to give examples of where they can get on board.
2: I do wellness videos every month and very frequently. And I'll get the same kind of question, you know does it, you know, how do you know how many people are watching it or on Twitter, how many likes you get or how many followers? What? <laughs> well, just, just, just the fact that you're even asking me that question tells me where your brain is. Right. Because like, I, I don't care if I get 10 views, a hundred views. I mean, we'd be lying. So we're doing this video together. We think it's going to be fabulous. We hope that people like it and enjoy it and spread that word. But we're still doing the video anyway, because even if nobody watched it, you and I are still getting something out of it because we're connecting. Right. So that's like, it's all kind of that same idea that as a leader, if you're doing the right thing and you know what the right thing is, people will follow. If you're doing the wrong thing, and you don't realize it's the wrong thing, figure out it's the wrong thing.
0: Right. Figure it do, out. Do what you need to do to figure it out.
2: Right. Like, that's kind of where you got I call, you know, you, you heard the term getting a pulse of, of people. Mm-hmm. Well, get the pulse. What's the pulse feel like? You know, if I'm walking down the hall and 15 kids say hi, hi Shapp, with no prompt, I know I'm probably doing the right thing. If nobody's saying hi to me, And I'm walking down the hall and I'm seeing passing by a 100 kids and nobody says hi, I probably should reflect. If you're a leader and you're walking down the hall and you're looking down and nobody says hi to you, you should probably take a second. If you're walking down the hall and people are saying hi to you because you're looking at them, that could be a good thing. But it could also mean they feel forced to say hi. So, I don't necessarily know the answer to that but it's just doing a little internal reflection for myself. When I'm walking down the hall, I know that kids are saying hi shap, good morning shap, good to see you shap with no prompt from me. Now sometimes obviously there's a prompt. It's like holding the door. I hold the door and kid says thank you, thank you, thank you. Nobody's forcing them to say thank you, they're just doing it, right? And that it all goes back to the same kind of overall outlook of leadership and really just an overall outlook of life. You get simple. You get what you give. And it's universal. It's universal.
0: That's perfect.
2: If you are giving out an aura of hope and positivity, you'll get it back. It doesn't mean you'll get it from everybody, but you'll get it from a lot of people. And if you're giving out an aura of energy, of control, of negativity, of I'm the boss and you're following me, you might get some fake
0: stuff coming your way, but it won't be real. Absolutely. That's, that's perfect. Let me let me shift gears a little bit. We're near the end, and I have two questions that I ask everybody. Sure. And I, and I have to thank you first, because the, the stuff that you're saying is just really... Really hitting home, and in such just like your book says, in such simple ways that it just makes so much sense. So if if you weren't a teacher, who not what would you be?
2: Um, Well, I I know it sounds silly, but um, I would have been. I would be a firefighter. Really? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Because I think it's just such a. uh, Not only do I think it's cool. Years ago, I had a Tonka fire truck. And I'll never forget that my mom took a hammer to it when she was upset with me. And it always and it always struck me as, oh, I'd really love that fire truck. And what a great job that would be. So I'd probably be a, a, a fireman. Hmm.
0: Doesn't have to do with helping anybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> not, not that I want to draw too clear of a tie, but it doesn't have anything to do with helping, right? Yeah, not at all.
2: Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. You know what? I didn't. I, I didn't really think about that, but that is true,
0: yeah, so all right the last one and this is what this is what everybody tunes in for most important piece of advice you can give this is where you wrap it all up for for the leaders listening to this most important piece of advice you can give to leaders as they work to better support engage, and empower the teachers that they have in their buildings so do you do you mind if I just give like a few bullet points?
2: no, I don't mind this hey this is your show man go. Okay. <laughs> But people who don't know me, I'm a list guy. Right? That's what people know me for. I'm, uh, if I'm on Twitter, I'm always making lists. Right? <laughs> people, people laugh about them because I have a list for every answer. Because um, I think it's, it's, it goes back to where the book thing is simple. You know, keeping things simple. I don't, need to, I don't need to tell you a paragraph. I just like you to kind of just make a list. So if I had to list things for leaders, I would say, you know, be authentic. You know, that's, that's I think, number one. Uh, be patient. I like to put the B words, be authentic, be patient, be flexible, be understanding, be positive, and be hopeful. If you follow those Bs, it doesn't mean that everything will be solved because, of course, we know that that's just not reasonable. But a lot of things will improve if you take a step and think about what those Bs mean. I didn't say, you know, assess people. I said be A certain way, if you're if you're if you're flexible, be flexible, be positive, be hopeful, be authentic. Who doesn't like that? Who wouldn't like that? I mean, tell me any staff member where if you said to them, Chris is really flexible, he's really positive, he's really authentic. Oh, I hate that guy. (laughs) 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 Right. 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 But everybody
0: would say, wow, that's a really good leader. Yeah. That, that would be my message. And, and even more important, with those qualities that you just mentioned, thinking of that list, what teacher would not feel supported with a leader like that? What teacher would not be engaged in what was ever going on and, you know, the whole vision of where they want to head? And what teacher wouldn't be empowered to take risks? Everyone. You, you might have a winning recipe there. Right.
2: And, and, and maybe, uh, maybe initially some people might be cynical because maybe of past experiences and that that's a life thing i mean you hear that a lot i mean this is my 30 33rd plus year of teaching and i've seen lots of different leaders um and i've seen many many people cynical of the next best thing but being hopeful being positive being authentic being flexible being patient they're not the next best thing it's just called being a good human being yeah they're not some catchy thing that you're doing they're not a tech app they're just being who you are. And I guarantee I'm throwing a kudos. So you could just say, thank you. I know just talking to you 1000% that you embody those things.
0: Thank you. And I'll leave it at that.
2: (laughs) You do. You do. Obviously it's obvious that you do, it's not even a question that you're already doing those things. It doesn't mean that every staff member is going to come in and say, oh, my God, Chris is so great. (laughs) But in large majority, I guess, without being at your school, that if you said to people, hey, is Chris this way? Is he hopeful? Is he positive? Is he authentic? Is he patient? Is he flexible? Yep, 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 yep.
0: Enough said. Well, thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Look. I got to. I got to give one last plug for your book. You said it's going to come out mid next year or early hope, next year. I hope somewhere around that time. I'm hoping we'll see how it plays out. Okay, it's with the editor now. So anybody listening to this, make sure, dream big. Simple steps for transforming your classroom. Right. All right. By by, Craig Shapiro. Make sure you uh, make sure you pick that up. Hey, you know you've said a lot of good things. Got it across in a simple way what are some ways people can get in touch with you? Because I can't imagine somebody doesn't want to get in touch with you after this. <laughs> yeah, right. No, see, this is
2: where you just say thank you and then right. give me your information. And you know what? I was going to say, you know what? Like, and I, I just want to say this real quick. Yeah. I always say to kids, and this is it's like, a, like a huge thing of mine, I always say, if I say your hair looks nice, don't say no, it doesn't. Please say, just say thank you. Wait, like, <laughs> right? so like, and, and I'm going to say point blank. Thank you, Chris. I really appreciate that. So, you know, obviously I'm a Twitter person, so um, somebody can connect with me on Twitter. Obviously, and I can, you know, email is obviously fine. I have a website, cmsdreambig.com. Somebody could connect with me there, even though I don't have a ton of stuff on it. I've kind of gotten it started. And really just kind of just throwing, throwing out something and just asking questions. Like I do a lot of stuff on Twitter where people just ask me questions about stuff. What do I think about this? Can I help with something?
0: And I'm always willing to do that. All right, cool. And I'll link all those up in the show notes for people too. So that sounds good. Well, Hey, I really enjoyed it. Thanks for, thanks for uh, coming on the show and teaching me a little bit about some simple things I can do to better support, engage, and empower teachers.
2: I appreciate that, Chris. Thank you so much. I, you know, I, I, again, I appreciate you having me on. I'm really honored to do that. And I hope people get something positive and meaningful out of our chat.
0: They definitely will. Well, that's a wrap, but not the end. Next step, be sure to take action on something you heard here today. Thanks for listening to the Scene to Lead podcast. If you'd like to connect for any reason, Email me at drchrissj at gmail.com or catch me on Twitter at drcsjones. Jones. If you've gotten any value from the Scene to Lead podcast, you can help me and other leaders create a world-class environment through a teacher-centric approach by subscribing to the show, leaving an honest rating and review, and sharing this episode on social media with your most valuable takeaway. Learn more at drcsjones.blog, continue to improve, And go have a successful week.
1: And now a quick word from our sponsor, Jigsaw Learning. Whether you lead at the school, district, or division level, you're serving a wide array of students, and you know that no one person has all the answers when it comes to meeting each of their needs. That's why Jigsaw Learning helps leaders and their staff and faculty to develop a collaborative approach. Every child deserves a team and when you put together the pieces of effective collaboration, you can realize that team's full potential. Connection, relationships, and authentic collaboration are at the foundation of Jigsaw Learning's work. Through professional learning presented on-site, online, or a blend of both, Jigsaw's team of experienced learning associates works with you to develop a personalized plan to help collaborative response thrive in your organization. Learn why educators have described working with Jigsaw Learning as powerful, wonderful, and beneficial for all students. Visit jigsawlearning.ca and connect with the team for information. That's jigsawlearning.ca. There are lots of
0: solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? Visit myflexlearning.com/b to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com/be